Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's up, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 72, Valleys and Mountaintops. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. Two quick things. Number one, come find me on Snapchat. It's been wonderful connecting with those of you that have reached out to me and hearing how the show is impacting your life and how you're paying it forward as well. So thank you so much for that. For those that are looking, you can find me at T. Retcher. So my first initial and my last name, R-E-C-H-E-R. I look forward to chatting with you. Number two, the Positivity Effect store is launching on May 1st, and I am so excited about it. It's a great way for you guys to help support the show, and there's going to be some cool products on there to keep you feeling positive and uplifted. So thank you so much for listening, and I will keep you posted on that. So today we have on David Johnson, and he is the founder of TrueFamilyMen.com. The mission, really the purpose of True Family Men is to allow men to learn from one another's successes and failures in marriage and parenting. The podcast was born to give men a platform to share their testimonies of how Jesus Christ has brought them out of life's greatest challenges and how to begin the healing process. When David's not podcasting or working at his day job, he can be found spending time with his beautiful family, his wife and three children. David's He gets super transparent on today's episode, and I hope you tune in tomorrow as well when David joins us again, because I get super transparent as well. So check out what he's doing at truefamilymen.com. I am super excited to bring him to you guys. This is just a powerful episode. It's going to really get you feeling centered. And we talk about our spirituality. We talk about how Christ is working in our lives. Even if you are not a follower of Christ, I encourage you to not turn away from today's episode and just hear just the transparency and how we share our stories on on this episode. It's really powerful and I think you're going to walk away with a lot. So thank you so much for tuning in and help me welcome him now to The Positivity Effect. Hey, what's up, David Johnson? How you doing, brother? So excited to be here, man. (laughs) No, it's it's awesome. We, We were just totally, totally gelling, just talking, having a great conversation before. I don't even know what gelling means, but (laughs) I've had a great conversation before we jumped on this call uh, for everybody. And it's an honor uh, for me because of just the values that that you put forth into this world and what you're about. And it's going to be really interesting to hear your story because it wasn't always the case. Um, And it's it's now down to the focus and it's going to be really wonderful to hear how focusing on these certain values, which we'll get into, has just really centered your life. And I even like when when I called you on Skype, you had a little a little line that said, I think it said too grateful to be Oh, too so, blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. That I'm <laughs> I'm I'm stealing that and I'm putting it on a t shirt. 
Yeah, just 50% of the income. That's I, it, man. That's fine. That's fine. Well, <laughs> 10% to a chat. You know. No, it was, it was really, it's just awesome to see that. And then, and, and even just for those few minutes that we started speaking, just the, the relaxed feel, you know, I, I, I always know I can connect, you know, just even if I can't see each other, when you have a conversation through the mic, you can kind of get a gist of the kind of person that you're speaking with, you know, and mm-hmm. I can just feel that peace from you coming through this microphone and it's it's powerful it's it's palpable you know i can't even say that Pal- palpable is that the word <laughs> i have terrible hey, pronunciation <laughs> you're not the only one and don't even look at my writing that's why i'm not a blogger i'm a podcaster I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's it right I, I like to get it through the audio baby so yeah. david let's tell us a little bit about who you are and we'll get into why you started this podcast we're going to talk more about your brand, your podcast tomorrow, but okay, you know, on the podcast, you just have, it's so simple. It's, it's the family men, husband, father, leader, those three words, husband, father, leader. And it's, it's the, it is the core of who you are and what, what you lead, what you bring to this world now. But like I said, that wasn't always the case. So fire away, brother, tell us, give us a little backstory of, of what happened or why you were, you know, kind of in that state and, and what, you know, what were those transitions you started to make? Okay. Um, well, my name is Dave Johnson and I have a beautiful wife. We've been married for almost nine years now. We've been together for about 12 years. I'm 29 years old, pretty young. <laughs> my journey has been a tough journey, so I have a lot of um, wisdom behind that, just the tough experiences being so young. I've been through quite a bit. And I also have three kids, so I had my first son at 21 years old. And it has been <laughs> quite the just the battle of learning how, as you mentioned, being a father and a husband and a leader for my family. And ultimately, um, I'm a Christian as well. So being just a godly man that God has called me to do. And throughout my life, I didn't really have too many examples of this. You know, I love my mom. I love my dad. But I was actually the first Christian in my family. I grew up kind of a tough childhood. You know, I had all the essentials, you know, the, the materialistic things. But emotionally, I've dealt with a lot of things. My parents got divorced at a young age. I was about eight years old, and just the the tie between going from my dad to my mom and, you know, hearing this and that and them not getting along and, you know, just talking bad about each other. And it was always a drawn between what parent I, I really wanted to uh, connect with and show my affection with. And I just had a lot of, um, as I got older, a lot of things to work through, what a man looks like. You know, I many a times even in the Bible it talks about the sins of the forefathers will be passed on from generation to generation. And you can see this in our culture where an alcoholic father or um, an abusive father, a lot of the time, and it's very unfortunate, it passes down to the children because they think that that's what they're supposed to do. Or, you know, men that have multiple relationships that, you know, um, cheated on their wife and these things, you can see it passed down to the children. And nothing against my father. My father's an awesome guy, but a lot of the habits that he had, same with my mom. As I got older, I realized they carried on to me. And I'm like, oh, I got to do something about this. <laughs> it's not that easy because it took a little while to realize these things. So as I mentioned, I've been married. And um, just throughout my marriage, it started great as usual. You got that honeymoon phase and everything is you know grandioso. And then you tie finances in, you tie kids in, you tie 65 hours a week of work in. Um, you put church in there, you put responsibilities, you're trying to serve the Lord, you're trying to you know, um, serve your wife, serve your kids, and all this catches up. 
And for me, I got this amazing government job, you know, quote unquote, you can't see it's a podcast, but these air quotes, I got that government job, that safe job. Hmm. And, uh, I was working at the post office and it was a time where it was so busy there. So I was working 65 hours a week and not by choice and just never had that in my life. But, you know, the money was coming in. It was fantastic. Uh, I was making plenty of money not to have any worries in the world. I could have anything I wanted. I could give my kids anything they wanted materialistically. Same with my wife. We weren't struggling in that department. But here's the thing is that doing that for about two years, it caught up about a year in and I, I didn't even realize it. And the problem is, is that I would come home mentally, physically, and just spiritually exhausted working 65 hours a week. For me personally, I know many people work way more, but it was just the hugest burden for me. And I would come home, I wasn't reading my Bible, I wasn't communicating properly with my wife and showing her the love that she needed. I was getting so easily frustrated with my kids and, you know, just, just that, that um, short, short fuse. They would do something wrong and I'd yell at them when they didn't even deserve that at all. And I would come home and feel as if I had this sense of entitlement, like I'm a hardworking man, you know, and and I'm providing for my family, and I got a roof over their head, and um, I'm giving them everything they need materialistically. But mentally and spiritually, I wasn't there. I was there, but I wasn't there. And you see this many times in our culture, and I fell victim to this. And it's nobody else's fault but my own. But, you know, the guy comes home, and after work, and he cracks a beer open, he sits down and watches the game with him and his, and his buddies, and his family is sitting on the sidelines. And that's what I was doing. It was, it was, it was definitely a hard road, and it came to where me and my wife were just arguing all the time. We were struggling. I was, I was depressed. I was getting out of shape. I really like working out and exercising, but I just felt awful all the time physically. Then spiritually, I felt as if I wasn't connecting to God. I was falling into some sins that I shouldn't have been in. I um, started lusting after other women and looking at other women in ways I shouldn't. I started um, just, like I said, I had a short fuse. I was angry all the time and I was frustrated. And it just got so bad to a point where it was just a breaking point. I was so sick of it. I was so sick of the way life was. And I just asked God, why? Why am I in this place in my life? I, I can't handle this anymore. If you don't take this from me or just give me a hope or show me what I'm doing wrong, then I'm just going to break. And I remember one day I came home and um, I have two boys and a daughter. My youngest boy, he's six years old now, so he's probably about four years old at this time. And I came home and he just looked taller. And that broke me. It might not be weird to anybody, not weird, but it might not make sense to anybody listening that doesn't have kids. But seeing my son physically look bigger and taller was showing me that I was missing his life. And I'm like, well, I got to change things. So for me, that really just hit me so hard, realizing like my son physically literally looks taller to me. What am I doing? And I started having all these questions run through my mind like, am I really doing what I should be doing? The things I'm pursuing, are they worth it? You know, sacrificing my, my family on the altar of success, you know, pursuing that, that great retirement and getting all this money. Is it really worth it in the end? So I was began to ask myself these difficult questions and asking God, please just give me a way out. And if this is where you want me to be right now, just give me a hope. Allow me to endure this this trial because there's always a valley at the end. Um, what is it saying? There's always a mountain at the end of the, at, a, at a valley. Always. So I'm like, okay, right now I'm in a valley, but there's always going to be a mountaintop at the end of this. What is this struggle going to teach me? What am I going to learn? And through that journey. Um, the Lord just birthed this whole podcast and um, completely just 
healed and changed my marriage and my relationship with my kids, <laughs> but what it, it wasn't easy. And it took about two years to, to fully just realize what I was doing and struggling with. First off, David, thank you so much for sharing that story. I, I just didn't want to interrupt. I just wanted to keep listening because it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's just a testament to so many men out there today and what they're experiencing early on in their marriage. And it was powerful what you said about why, why you were doing this. And it was powerful because I think, like I said, there's so many men that can relate in that way because we pull, the way we live our life, we pull from our family of origin, whether we like it, our family of origin, whether we Mm -hmm. like it or not. And like you said, it's not that you had a a, a terrible childhood growing up completely there was there was things that were very hard and, and you struggled through them but then you mentioned your father and certain things that he was doing you you, you all of a sudden realized wow i'm doing these things too and yeah, it was almost through yeah through just through osmosis because of the way that you 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 were raised and hearing this beautiful example how you went back to that bedrock back to your spirituality back to god asking for the answers. So what it sounds like to me is that that gr- the biggest mentor in your life is Christ, is God. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. when you go, anytime you go back to him, and, and you can think of Christ being completely transparent. You know, sometimes it's people, when they tune into a podcast, they're not always ready to talk about their spirit to listen to talk about their spirituality Mm -hmm. it's so interesting why it's so difficult for people today to talk about that topic of spirituality it's like it's such a guarded thing for so many people i I completely agree and i i think just the discussion of spirituality and these deeper truths of life are are hard to address because of people don't like conflicts i mean the conflict with other people and the conflict within yourself. And, you know, that journey that I I just spoke about and mentioned, there's a lot more parts, but another part was, you know, I'd like to tell you that I first came to Christ and, and said, God help me. But there was other avenues I went such as like self-help books and these things, which are fantastic. I have nothing against any of these books, but here's the issue is that my, my problem was a heart problem. It was an issue in my heart. And the only way that I could get that issue out of my heart was to give it to Christ. And I truly believe that when you confront your spirituality and me me giving it to God and giving my whole heart to him and saying, look, I cannot do this by myself. Lord, just show me how to do it. Then he gives you them tools, the self-help books, the other things, the influences, the mentors in your life. That's what he really wants. He wants your whole heart first. And then he's like, hey, here's some tools for you. Here's some scripture. Here's Here's a mentor. Here's somebody that's been through the same problem that you have been in. You know, that's what my problem was first is that I tried to go to them tools first without going to the guy that had the toolbox. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when we think of Christ, who people could say, oh, but he, Christ wasn't in a marriage with another a woman. So he doesn't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what it's like to be married to a husband or to a, uh, a, to a wife. The conversation is that Christ is God. Christ is all-knowing. And he knows, like you said, the tools that you need 
to have the best relationship that you can have mm. with your spouse. Amen. I mean, and, and even scripture talks about that, that um, love your wife like Christ loved the church. And who's the church? It's humanity. We are the church, the body of Christ, the people who serve Christ. He's married to us. And how did he love us? Do, he sacrificed his life on the cross. That's the beauty of it. So that's the commandment to us as men to love our spouses as if Christ loved the church, to sacrifice ourselves and to love our wives with our whole hearts humbly, you know, humble ourselves. <laughs> that's a hard commandment to follow. <laughs> it's so true. And and David, this podcast, you know, this Positivity Effect show, there's little moments where I share my own faith. I share that I'm Catholic, I, that I also follow Christ but for those listening, like I said before, that they don't always expect that we're going to talk about spirituality. And this, this, this exact episode, this is not about trying to convert somebody to Christianity. What, what the two of us are doing right now is sharing something that's just so profound in our life that the lesson of it can apply to anybody's life. And God willing, Maybe it'll, it'll help them to see that what, what kind of impact it has on our own life. I think always as, as a follower of Christ, we, we look to be just a beacon of light mm-hmm. for those that are lost out at sea. And it's through the way that it's not from our actions. You know, we're not looking to raise ourselves up and be, we're not looking to, to be the answer for somebody what we're doing is is Christ is living through us. And if you ever listen to to my show, and if you ever listen to David's show, True Family Men, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, if you just if you're just listening and you just get and you know, we're not even talking about spirituality. We're talking about other things. But you just get this sense like of of peace, of calmness. That's because God is speaking through us. And that's anytime I hit that record button. That's where where it starts for me, and I, I, I'm sure you would attest to the same thing, Dave. When you hit that button, that that's that's where that message is starting, because it's not about what we can do for others; it's about the Lord working through us, so that we can use that message through as us as a vessel to 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 spread out a message of of goodwill, of positivity, of gratitude, and all of those good things. They stem back from the love that we have with our Creator. I couldn't even put it better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's many a times I will be, obviously, you know, my show is all about transparency. I will tell you anything. And I, there's many times where I hit that record button and I'll record a whole episode, you know, 45 minutes. And I'm, and I just don't, it don't feel right. I'm like, did I do this on a cord of my own wisdom? Am I trying to do this with my own knowledge? You know, like puffing myself up and saying, Hey, look how much, look how much I know. And usually, to be honest with you, most of the episodes I record for my show, I don't even know if anybody's going to download them. I'm like, nope, that's the last one. <laughs> and that's when I really know that that was the message I was supposed to speak, when it makes me feel so uncomfortable. But it's an uncomfortable truth that I was supposed to speak that day. And that's, for me personally, I know it's a good episode, but I always have that, that little little voice in the back of the head. It's like, okay, no more subscribers for you, Dave. <laughs> They're all gone. <laughs> No, that's so true. It's it's you are guided and and when you are so transparent, even if you think somebody that's listening 
is going to turn your show off, then if you're if you're only crafting your message around that thought that they're going to turn your show off, you know, you're yeah. you're doing it for the wrong reason. I agree. I completely agree. And that's the beauty of podcasts is that we are able to be here and share exactly what is on with what's on our heart and it's just it's it's awesome to hear how the lord has worked through in your own life and now that those focus the, that main focus for you is to be a husband to be a father to be a leader mm-hmm. so what has been that transformation now for you now that those things are at the forefront in your life um you know what what has been some of those benefits and and when you just think of it, like the gratitude that, that you feel in your heart for your family, for the way that you're leading your family. Yeah, it's just a complete 180 degree turn. Just learning what type of you know husband I need to be for my wife. I read this amazing book called The Five Love Languages, and it talks about how God has created each and every one of us to receive love in certain ways. And it's just basically five ways the book talks about. We all have these ways that you know, we receive love all five, but there's one that's always um, kind of dominant. And my wife's, personally, hers is physical touch. And I mean, obviously you can get, you know, sexual, but hers is more just brushing by and touching her shoulder or giving her a back rub or, you know, brushing your hand on, on her cheek and giving her a kiss, just acknowledging her presence or putting your hand on the small of her back and rubbing her back. These things she she really feels as if she's loved when I'm physically touching her in these ways. And Mine, my personally is words of affirmation. So my wife telling me, you're doing a fantastic job. I'm so proud of you. You're such a good husband. These things, and that really just helps me, you know, feel loved. I could kind of honestly care less if she rubbed my back or my shoulders. It doesn't show love, but learning how to communicate this love language to my wife has completely transformed my marriage. And knowing um, that I'm allowed to be transparent to my wife and tell her what I'm struggling with and dealing with. Because two years ago when I was in my journey, I was ashamed of the man that I became. But now me and my wife have a relationship where we can come to each other and say, honey, I'm dealing with this. Um, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And the Bible talks about not letting the wrath go down, um, the, sun go, the sun to go down on your wrath. And I've made a vow to my wife and to God to never um, allow myself to go to sleep when me and my wife are upset with each other or when we're in, when we're in an argument. So we always try to resolve conflict like that and just keep that open line of communication. If my wife comes to me and says she's dealing with something or whatever, I, I always treat her with respect. And I don't say, you know, you're a terrible person because you're doing this and you're doing that. And I mentioned I've dealt with lust in the past. So I'll even tell my wife, you know, honey, look, I'm struggling in this area. I feel tempted to look at other women. This is very hard to do as men to admit this, but the relationship that I have with my wife is completely been transformed by that. And then also with my kids, um, raising kids, I realize I'm not raising kids, I'm raising adults. One day my boys and my daughter will become adults. So I believe it's just so important and I can see the impact that my mother and father had on me to be in the moment and realize that I am here right and now. The Bible talks about that we're not promised tomorrow. So don't worry about tomorrow and don't worry about your past because it's already gone. But we have right here and right now and the influence that we can have for me specifically on my kids, I believe it's so important because it's such a delicacy that we get to mold and shape these kids to become the adults that I believe God has called me to do. So that, for me, is just 
part of the transformation and also my spiritual walk with God. Um, as you mentioned, the spirituality and talking about these things, it's very difficult, but there's been a lot of questions that I've dealt with in my life, um, just about dying and these things and the anxiety that it brought me. It was so scary. But the issue was for me personally in my spiritual life was going to mentors and getting answers and seeking these things out, which is fine. But it never brought me comfort. It never built my faith because I never went out on my own and got the own, my, the answers for myself. I always believed what other people told me. So now I'm reading history. I'm trying to get a better understanding of how the church was developed, get a better understanding of what type of um, you know, uh, relationship Christ had um, in, the, in Scripture and diving into Scripture and get a better understanding of these things and, and develop my own wisdom through the leading of the Holy Spirit instead of getting counsel from somebody else, which there's nothing wrong with that. I don't condone that. But for me personally, the way I build my faith is by doing these things. Now, you know, somebody told me recently that that's really what faith is, is it's not just believing something that we can't see and just saying, yes, okay, I believe it. So that's my, I have faith that it's there. Yeah. You, you put the faith first and then through that, you start doing these things like you're doing, doing the research that there, there is a way to know that God truly exists, but you, you will never get there if, if you don't put the work in. <laughs> Tom, you are, you're hitting a nail on the head. And my issue, honestly, I'll be open with you, was um, just I would get panic attacks and I would literally just freak out trying to answer these tough questions. And I would pray and ask God, just don't let me think of this stuff. You know, maybe one day I'll try to answer these questions. But that's what hindered my faith. You know, I had a lot of questions. I'm a very logical thinker, but just questions about the universe and how these things were made. And you hear some sides of evolution and some sides of the Big Bang Theory and all these things. And it would shake my faith because I didn't understand them. So now for the past, I would say, two months, I've really been attacking these. And I really have not been afraid of listening to other points of view and to get a better understanding of what they're saying. And then aligning that with scripture, aligning that with history and developing my own faith and building my own foundation. And I'll tell you what, I'll be, I'll be honest right now. My faith has never been stronger than, than I've been a Christian for almost uh, 10 years now. My faith has never been so strong in my whole entire life. And it might be sound weird, but it's come from studying the universe and just seeing that just the intricacy and the beauty and how things were made. And for me, it just doesn't make sense that there wouldn't be an author for all this, a creator. And that's how my faith has gone so strong. It might sound silly to others, but this is what's working for me. Oh, man. David, this has been a wonderful episode. I am so blessed to have had you on today. Guys, check out David over at truefamilymen.com to see more about what he's doing and the way that he's leading. And we're going to have you back on tomorrow. David, thank you so much, man, for coming on. This has just been been absolutely wonderful. I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely in a state of peace right now. Like I said, even though I can't see you, I can, uh, I can feel that peace coming through the microphone, and I appreciate it. So thank you so much. It's an honor, Tom. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Positivity Effect. I promise to keep sharing inspiring stories with the guests every single day. I hope you feel inspired, and I hope that we start some self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. Please check out the website at PositivityEffect.com, sign up for the newsletter, and I'll send you some tips to get you thinking more positively. If you're really enjoying The Positivity Effect, please tell someone about the show. 
Together we can create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world, something that we need so desperately today. So thanks again so much for listening. See you tomorrow for another episode of The Positivity Effect.